yeah, having my head shoved into the uh, steps of the Ulster Bank in Ranelagh, cold butt of a gun put into the back of your skull. That's a moment where you go, okay, yeah, I think this one's up. How does a high-flying academic become one of Ireland's most prolific bank robbers? What I would see is the most important part of this still lies open. I'm not here to hurt you. A brand new series from the award-winning team behind the Indo Daily. That November day, that's where it all, all begins. Out now, wherever you get your podcasts. Leia Healthcare. It's good to live. Proud sponsor of the Real Health Podcast with Carl Henry. Welcome to the Real Health Podcast in association with Leia Healthcare with me, Carl Henry. Folks, I hope you had a fantastic Christmas and a great new year. And you're all set for your healthy resolutions to get healthy in 2020. On today's episode, it's my 10 real resolutions for 2020. 10 simple effective ways to get healthier this year. It's around now everyone sets big, huge, massive goals. And after four weeks of trying to achieve them, they fall off the wagon. So let's try and avoid that. Let's try and get you healthier for the long term this year. People do too much too soon. They try some ridiculous fad diet or the goal is unattainable. And after those four weeks, you're back to where you were beforehand. Never good. So let's try and avoid that this year. The key thing, I suppose, over the course of the episode, of the 10 that I will throw at you, just pick whatever ones sound fairly okay to you, that sound doable, add them into your own list. One thing I will say for your New Year's resolutions is to make that list visible somewhere. That's the first thing before we go any further. Making a list and hiding it away is no good whatsoever. On a personal level, I will have three business goals and three personal goals every single year. I'm going to set them after this episode later on. Um, and they are in the front page of my diary each uh, year. So I see them every, pretty much every single day, if not several times a day. They give me a reason to stay focused, a reason to stay healthy, a reason to keep working hard, depending on what the goals are. But they get, I, the key thing there is that I see them several times a day. So it keeps me motivated, keeps me focused, and keeps me working towards them. Generally, each year, I'll hit two out of three, if not all three targets or goals, because there's I have that direction all throughout the year to keep me working towards them. So no matter what your resolutions or your goals are, write them down, make them visible, put them at your desk, put them in the car, put them in your diary, put them on the fridge. doesn't really matter where you want to put them, just make them visible and get yourself um, working towards them. Okay, so are you ready? Here are my top 10 resolutions. Grab your pen and let's get started. Okay, number one is to put yourself first this year and to say no a huge amount more. I think we live in a society uh, where we are people pleasers. We try and do too much for everybody else, often neglecting ourselves uh, and not putting ourselves first enough. The reality is the impact you have on other people's lives is directly related to how you feel and how you are yourself. So sometimes putting yourself first, prioritizing yourself, prioritizing your physical health, your mental health, your sleep, your whatever it may be, but putting yourself first and saying no to more things than you are is really, really important. It can be very tough because by saying no, you feel that you're letting people down. But the reality is you're not. Sometimes you just need to be on your own or you need to put yourself first to get your exercise done, to get your food shop done, to get your cooking done, whatever it may be. Putting yourself first is really, really, really important. 
I think men are better at it. I think women are not as good at it. So, ladies, if you're listening in, try that over the course of the next couple of weeks to start with. Just do whatever you want to do. It's not selfish. It's really, really important for your health. And say no an awful lot more. It's hard initially, but once you get better at it, you uh, it'll become that little bit easier. And people will absolutely respect the fact that if you don't want to do something and you said no, don't do it. It's really, really important. Okay, tip number two. My favorite uh, probably on the whole list is this one. No gimmick or quick fix diet solutions this year. Now I know you haven't got the patience for it. You want to lose weight really, really quickly if you've gained weight over Christmas or if weight loss is one of your things this year. We're impatient as people and you want to get those results as fast as possible. Here uh, is the reality. Weight loss takes time. Uh, Real weight loss takes time. Um, Weight loss for life takes even longer. Weight loss is a very simple equation. No matter how people sell it to you, via via, fad diets, juice diets, meal elimination diets, nutrient elimination diets, it's all pretty much the same thing. It's calorie deficit, so that you burn more calories than the calories that you consume. There's a deficit there, and over the course of seven days, that deficit adds up to the weight loss that you will achieve. That is what weight loss is in a very, very basic form. Fat diets are quick fixes. You're losing water, you're losing fluid, you're losing lots of stuff, but not not necessarily losing weight. Any gimmick or quick fix diet that is sold to you as looking really simple, really easy, uh, really fast, doesn't work in the long term. People can be restrictive for three or four weeks, generally max, and beyond that you go back to your old ways of eating how you've always eaten. Real weight loss takes a little bit of time. So, save your hard-earned cash. You worked hard for your money, so save it. Don't spend it with someone or somewhere where you know it's just another quick fix or another gimmick like you've tried before. Why waste your money? Instead, let's try and lose weight the healthy way this year, aiming for one to two pounds a week of weight loss, aiming to lose fat as much as possible. And you can measure that using a, some, some of the more modern scales will have that. Um, Tanita and Nokia, WeThings are all brands that have that. Um, and by eating healthier first start one big food shop cooking more meals lots of water and then exercising more uh, and then exercising during the day a little bit more too that's proper weight loss and that's real weight loss so for this year avoid all of the gimmicks you know they're gimmicks you know when you buy it that it's not going to last but you still buy it because it seems so simple and so easy well this year save your money Prioritize your health, put yourself first, and aim for long-term weight loss over a period of time. Remember, one to two pounds a week is standard, healthy, achievable weight loss. And that's what you should be aiming for. If it's a huge amount more, it's not going to last. And remember, the first week of any of any diet, be it healthy or even be a crash diet, you will have more weight loss than normal because you have a load of fluid that goes with it, uh, as well as the weight. Okay, tip number three. Uh, do something each month that scares you. I think this is a really cool resolution. As we get older, we surround ourselves with the comfort zone or the comfort comfort bubble. I call that the grand effect, which is I know I'm unhealthy, I know I'm overweight, but it's grand because I'm scared of the alternative. So for this year, uh, each month I want you to do something that scares you, that frightens you, something you would never, ever do. That could be an activity. Um, I don't know, it could be surfing or paddleboarding or cycling or whatever scares you. It could be a social thing. Um, it could be, it doesn't really matter what it is. The whole goal of this resolution is to get you uh, confident um, about doing things that you wouldn't normally do. 
So whatever those fears are, just write them down. You know, piece of paper, write them down. Pick one each month that, that you know scares you and overcome that fear. Really important, really simple, also really fun because the, the, the feeling you get from conquering that fear and beating that fear is fantastic. It's almost like crossing a line of a 5K or the line of a marathon. It's just, it's it's addictive in itself. Once you do it the first time, it becomes easier and easier and easier and it gets you around that fear component that so often holds people back. Okay, how are we getting on? You okay? I haven't scared you too much yet, I hope. Well, they're fairly straightforward. These are resolutions that are simple, that are easy. The easier I can make it, and as a show, if you're a regular listener to the show, you will know that's what, kind of what we do here. We make health very simple and very straightforward. Um, the more straightforward I can make it, the easier it is for you to do, and that's crucial. Number four. This is cool. I like this because A, it suits my personality, but B, I like it anyway. Uh, spring clean your life. Very simple. What I mean by that is I want to spring clean the different components of your life. Uh, your home is an obvious one. So a clean house, fantastic. It feels good as soon as you walk in. If your bedroom's a mess, your kitchen's a mess, the house is a mess, it's a chaotic place to be. Some people thrive in that environment, but 99.9% of people don't. It's a negative space, which will have a negative impact on your health. So start by spring cleaning your home. Uh, then your car. If you have a car in your commute, well, that should be clean. If your car is a mess, chances are your head, your head is a mess. So clean your car, get it ready, uh, stocked for all the stuff that you want to eat and drink on your commute. Uh, a funny one, which actually is probably the most powerful one, is spring clean your social media accounts. Go through them. I did it over the course of Christmas. And just unfollow anyone that, A, you shouldn't be following uh, or don't want to follow. B, who makes you feel bad about yourself when you view their account. And we, we all know who they are. The influencers who put the perfect picture in the perfect location with the perfect body and the perfect people. And life is just so perfect. Even though it's absolute nonsense. We know that none of that exists. It's a fictional photograph created to make it look a certain way. You look, People look at that and they feel bad about themselves. They feel bad about their own lives. And, and, and they reflect upon why they haven't got what that person has. Well, guess what? Get spring clean that account get rid of them you want to follow people a who you like and know b who empower your life and bring things to your life and enhance your life for the better not the exact opposite it's a very very simple thing to do but again it will make a massive massive impact uh in terms of just the what the what you get from social media which can be incredibly beneficial but only if you make it that way the final spring clean point is your is your phone. Uh, if I have a client who comes in who has 20,000 emails on their inbox on their phone, straight away that tells me uh, so much about that person and where their head is at. And with all their setting, all their updates are due and their settings, never good. Take your phone, get all your updates sorted out, clean your inbox out. When you look at your phone, it should be a clean, uh, positive place to look as opposed to chaos. If your phone is chaos, your home screen on your on your desktop in work, house, car, all the different aspects of your life, the more chaotic they are, the harder it's going to be for you to get healthy properly this year. Okay? And if you're like me, you will do spring clean on a regular basis. I do it every two to three months where I tear my wardrobe apart. I just clean things, you know, big clear out, big clean out, and it makes me feel good. Okay. That wasn't too scary. Um, number five, halfway there. Create a vision board. Vision boards are uh, simple, effective ways of giving you visual goals to attain. Um, key thing, just like any kind of goal list, make sure you can, you, you place it somewhere that you can see it. 
Um, for this one, the whole idea is, as opposed to writing it down, you see the vision of, what, of the goal. So, for example, if that's a wedding, uh, if that's a holiday, if that is a car, if it is... doesn't really matter. It's whatever your vision is for in terms of your goal, however you would visualize that. Um, for me, when I started my business, I had a few of them. One was a uh, an electric blue Mini Cooper S. They just came out at the time. I'll tell you how old I am. Um, but I love cars. Cars absolutely float my boat. And I saw this in the showroom for the first time, and I cut it out. I, I, I took a photograph of it, put it up on the wall. And every morning, leaving the house at 5 in the morning, I would just say, okay, we're one step closer to my Mini Cooper S. And then eventually got to the Mini Cooper S and uh, had another car and these are all very material things then i got a little bit older and my vision board became a bit more balanced and a bit more uh, <laughs> a bit more non-materialistic but even to this day i have it um for me now it's races it's things i want to do uh books i want to read it's uh getting more sleep it, whatever it is they're all really simple things that i try to attain and because i can see it it makes it a huge amount easier so over the course of the next few days, just cut out things that are important to you. Again, holidays are easy ones. Weddings are really simple ones. Uh, doesn't really matter what it is. It could be a dress. It could be a suit. It could be absolutely anything. Just make it visual. Put it somewhere where you can see it. And you can work towards it. Okay, how are we getting on so far? We're halfway through uh, our 10 real resolutions for 2020. I'll, ru- I'll just I'll quickly go back through them. One, put yourself first and say no. Two, no gimmick or fad diets. Three, do something eat- each month that scares you. Four, spring clean your life, your home, your car, your social media, your phone, pretty much every aspect of your life. And uh, number five is to create a vision board. They're simple, but they're really, really effective. And these are resolutions I would have seen and used with clients over the course of the last uh, nearly 20 years, which is absolutely frightening. Okay, as ever, you are listening to The Real Health Podcast in association with Leia Healthcare, Ireland's number one health podcast. We're getting towards our two millionth listener, which we're hoping to, to hit by the middle of February by the looks of it. So thank you so much to everyone who's listened in so far. And we're going to do something very special to celebrate number two million. We haven't quite figured out what that's going to be, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll tell you more next week. Um, we're halfway through our real resolutions. Let's head for the next one. Uh, number six is a really quirky one, actually, but one that there's a lot of research coming in behind dental health and overall health. So one of the things, I sound like a dent- dentist now, I'm going to ask you to do this year, it's to floss more. Uh, really good for your dental health, to say the least. It's good for your breath. It's good for absolutely everything. But there is, without a doubt, a link between oral and dental hygiene and overall health. Um, we're not necessarily sure why that link is there yet. But flossing is something that will save you many a trip to the dentist. It's just really good for you. I have started to do it over the course of the last couple of months. Uh, after years of my dentist nagging me to do it and I've been amazed by the difference that it's just made to my teeth and how my teeth feel so uh, flossing is a nice little addition I think part of the com- of why it's why it's 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 so beneficial is almost the mindfulness component to it that every night you know that for maybe 60 seconds you will not look at your phone you'll not do anything else you'll just focus on yourself and your teeth and there's a very strange mindfulness kind of pleasure that that comes from that in in our busy day Okay, that's a quirky one. Let's get you back to something a little bit more normal. Um, real resolutions number seven. I want this year, I'd love you to read a little bit more. This comes back to all the research that we know about screens and technology when it comes to sleep. So we want you to read um, from an actual book. 
and I'll be slated by anybody who has a Kindle. I'm sorry, it's just not the same. Kindles and books are not the same. There's nothing, they can't be the texture and the feel of actual paper. Um, and even reading from the two, there's nothing to, to, to beat a real book. The resolution is to read for 15 minutes every single night before bed. That does a few things. One, it educates you, which is always good. Two, it gives you something to do that isn't based on technology. Three, it will slow down your brain. It slows down the your thought process in terms of after a really busy day, your head is churning in terms of ideas and content. This just slows it down. It pulls you out of your life for 15 minutes and engrosses you in a book um, that you can just take yourself away from things for a little bit. And that's also really good in terms of how you approach things when you um, when you when, when when you put the book down. You th- you'll see things differently. You'll think about stressful stressful situations differently, and it's a really beneficial thing to do. So it's a simple one, and it can be more. It can be I try to read for twenty minutes a night. If I get that, I'm really happy. So it can be half an hour. It doesn't really matter. The whole thing is we take you away from technology in your spring cleaned, calm, relaxed, tech free bedroom. You will now read a book, and it just becomes part of your nighttime routine. Um, really simple, really beneficial, and works really, really well. Okay, resolution number eight. You like this one? I want you to reconnect with one old friend every single week. Um, a mission to be made here. I'm a terrible friend. I have loads of them. Thankfully, they put up with me. But uh, work has always been my priority for the guts of 20 years. I put, for the first 10, I put work before absolutely everything else because all I wanted to do was grow my business. Now, I'm a little bit better, but I still don't see my friends as much as I would like to. Um, and it's a problem. So, as part of uh, this year's Real Resolutions, I want to meet more people. So I'm going to reconnect with one old friend every single week. Um, It's so beneficial to catch up with people. Life is so fast and it passes us by so quickly. Sometimes catching up for a coffee, having a chat is a really, really lovely thing to do. It's mindful, it's enjoyable, it's fun, it's connecting, it's building real world, real people connections back into our lives that isn't based on our social media accounts. What's not to love about it? And we all have friends like that that we haven't seen for a long time. So why not challenge yourself? Um, now, one each week might be a little bit too much uh, for several for, for people. And if it is, go one every two weeks or one a month. It doesn't really matter. The whole idea is that this year we want to reconnect with real people uh, as much as we possibly can. And it can be just real nice just to pick up the phone, ring somebody and say, do you want to meet for coffee? I haven't seen you for a while. It'd be great to catch up. And that lovely kind of hour that just flies by as you catch up on the chats and the gossip of that person's life over the course of the last couple of years. So try it and see how you go. We're cruising. Uh, Tip number nine. This is a really important one, actually. Um, I want you to commit to increasing your daily movement, the amount of movement you do every single day. Because it's around now people look for external uh, exercise where they're going to go to the gym one hour a day or they're going to go for a run 30 minutes a day or everything has to be external to their actually daily life where we know that people who are more active in the day are healthier and what I mean by that is anywhere you can get activity in so for example park that little bit further away if you're going to the shops if you are on the train or the bus heading into work uh, why not stand 
as offer your seat to somebody else. Why not stand for the part of the journey? Force your body to do a little bit of work. Um, swap the lifts for the stairs. I we have a confession to make in this studio. None of us got the stairs into the studio today. We all jumped in the lift uh, lazily from reception and uh, came up in the lift, and we're only on the second floor. Uh, so those simple little swaps make all the difference. Though I am walking back up to the far side of town today. I didn't park outside the door, which is good. Um, but th- those numbers add up. It all it all comes back to the calorie count, if you like, in terms of you're burning more calories during the day. You're forcing your body to do what it's met, built to do, which is to be active um, more. And you're taking the sedentary kind of a- approach to life out of it. Um, the parking close or, or far away is a really good one. Go to, I love watching people. I'm fascinated by people. When I go to car parks or, or shopping or whatever, I just watch people. And that sounds kind of stalkerish. It's not meant to be at all. Um, but people will do laps and laps and laps to get the closest spot to the door of the shopping center or the train station or wherever they're trying to park. And they, clo- they park as close as possible. Why not park f- further away where there's always a space and then use that little bit of activity as part of your daily exercise commitment? The more movement you get into your day, and if you listen to the show on a regular basis, you'll know standing is a big thing for, for, for me. Stand as much as you possibly can. You burn more calories. You force the body to do what it wants to do. You you force up the muscles to work and hold yourself upright. And it's a really simple switch, especially if you work. I don't, but if you do, if you work in an office all day long, when you sit in that chair, the chair is doing every bit of work for you. You do you do absolutely nothing in terms of in terms of physicality at your desk. So stand, ask for a sit stand desk, or just stand more. Get one of the adapters; they're cheap. You can get them in IKEA, or you can get them in, in stores around Dublin. They're very cheap to get. Or ideally, if you have a lovely boss, ask them for a sit stand desk, which are very funky. They're electric and everything. They're very cool. Um, it's healthier for you. It's good for your back. It's good for absolutely everything. So look at your life. How can you get more activity in? How can you squeeze, just get more movement into your day without having to be in a, it to be an external uh, version of movement? Um, the more movement you get in, the better. You burn more calories. You feel better. It's a, it's a stress-busting activity too. And it's just movement. We just want to get you to move more. And finally, tip number 10. I want you to measure something about your health once a week on the same time and the same day and keep track of it. Measurement is crucial for health. Uh, it just depends what you measure. For example, myself, I will I weigh myself once a week on the same time, on the same day, which is a Friday, Friday morning, is weigh-in morning. And I will jump on the weighing scales before I go to work. And I do that consistently. When I stop doing that, it becomes more difficult to stay healthy. Earlier this or Earlier this year, at a couple of months where I didn't do my way in every day, I didn't exercise at all for about four months because I couldn't, and uh, my weight crept up. Of course it did because I wasn't monitoring it. So one of the, th- the key things is regular measurement and re- regular monitoring. It can be your weight, it can be your waistline, it can be your resting heart rate, it can be a one kilometer run test or walk test, it doesn't really matter. What we're trying to get is that you consistently check in with your health. It forces you to be more mindful. It forces you to eat healthier, to maybe drink less, or it just keeps you on track. The biggest issue you have is when you say, oh, you know what, I'm not going to measure this week, and you fall off the wagon for four, five, six, eight, ten, doesn't matter. You fall off the wagon for a period of time, and that's so much harder to get back on. So regular measurement, once a week, same time, same day, and keep track of that measurement consistently. Um, Just find whatever measurement works for you. If you're a little bit scared to do it, I want to ask your partner or friend to help you and they can help you keep track of it. Or even better, 
you can set up yet another WhatsApp group, because we all have far too many of them, where you can all do it together. Surround yourself with a positive network of people, and you all have a, a measurement day or weigh-in day or whatever, and you can keep tabs on each other and motivate each other through the use of a group WhatsApp. How does that sound? Okay. All right, so the goal for the episode was pretty simple. Uh, it was to give you some different resolutions this year that we know work in the long term, that will improve your health between now and this time next year, that aren't too scary to do, that aren't all about exercise and weight loss, that are a little bit more broad, uh, broad-minded broad than that. And the key thing is, these will work with some of the resolutions that you have yourself. We want to create a very uh, mindful, healthy uh, set of resolutions. So whatever ones you have, pick one or two or more from my own list and add them in. The key thing is, remember, long-term health um, is the goal. Weight loss should be slow, steady, and long-term. Don't waste your money uh, on all the gimmicks and all the charlatans who are going to sell you these gimmicks over the course of the uh, next couple of weeks. Even over Christmas, I load of companies onto me uh, with, which were like pyramid schemes and all loads of nonsense. Um, you can imagine the response that, that they got. The key thing is uh, health comes first. And in terms of weight loss, slow and steady is the way to go. And this year, look look further than, than weight and health. Look at your mental health in terms of putting yourself first, saying no, catching up with an old friend, uh, reading a book, uh, vision board, all really simple things to look at. Uh, above all, on behalf of myself and all the team here at The Real Health Podcast, we would like to say thank you so much for listening to the show over the course of the last 12 months of this year. We've had an epic year with some really brilliant guests, but above all, we are about making people healthier. When we see our numbers every single week and we see just how many people uh, listen into the show, which is in around 20,000 uh, listens a week at this stage, we're blown away by how many people listen. But to say thank you so much for listening because without you the show would not happen and we wouldn't be driven to make an even better show uh, for 2020 we've got some really cool stuff coming down the line we can't tell you about it and you're not going to see it for a couple of weeks just yet but watch this space uh, 2020 looks like a brilliant year for the podcast and as a little thank you for listening over the course of the last 12 months and beyond i'm sure we've got lots of listeners who are still with us from day one we are going to do a little competition i have will be nice. I've got five copies of my Healthy Living Handbook to give away for listeners. All I want you to do uh, in terms of winning a copy of the book is to rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. Um, pop a rating in, pop a review in, and uh, between now and the next show, so you have seven days with which to do it, and we will pick five lucky winners and pop the uh, the books in the post. Just a little thank you for listening in over the course of, uh, of this year. So folks, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful 2020, and and uh, thank you for listening to the Real Health Podcast in association with Leia Healthcare. Leia Healthcare. It's good to live. Proud sponsor of the Real Health Podcast with Carl Henry.